Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town Preview Show in association with Sports Broker. I'm pleased today to be joined by Club Ambassador Michael Heffley and Jack Collins of Ranks FC. Uh, how are you two both doing this afternoon? Very good, thank you very much. Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Excellent, nobody can tell that's the second time we've done that because Sammy used our video editor and messed up the first time. I'm going to make sure that's in the recording, he's not edited that out. <laughs> um, Jack, um, you're, you're a Fulham fan as, as well as doing all the stuff for Ranks. Um, you must be delighted with how your season's going. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find too many Fulham fans that are going to complain, you know, one being top of the tree, but also just the way that Fulham are playing at the moment. And obviously we've had some massive victories uh, over the course of this season. I think, you know, mostly for everyone, it's just the way that Fulham are playing. We feel fluid, we feel attacking again. And under Scott Parker over the last two years, you know, two relative success, so this isn't a negative or a drawback. It just felt like Fulham got a little bit turgid and, uh, you know, stuck in, in kind of low blocks and unable to really get any of our attacking players firing. Uh, ultimately, this season, it feels like Marcus has come in, taking the handbrake off. Uh, and what we're seeing is this incredible attacking unit, Alexander Mitrovic, Miskis Cabana, Harry Wilson, who are flying. And, and also, it's just about having a go, whether it's, you know, teams that win, that we have reasons and losses like everybody else. And went up to City last week and we got battered, frankly. We went and scored after two minutes. And you go, oh, that doesn't happen very often. That's very exciting for a championship team to go to City and, uh, and really turn it on and have a go. So, yeah, I think everyone's just pleased to be watching that kind of attacking, fluid style of football again. A little bit of swashbuckle, a little bit of swagger back around the place. Plenty of smiling faces at Craig and Cottage. Yeah, we'll come on to, to follow more closely in a, in a moment. But speaking of smiles on faces, Michael, 14 unbeaten in, in all competitions for town at the minute. It's been a little while since we, we've had you on the show. You're a busy man. Um, how have you been feeling during this run? Is it, you've been happy to watch the way town have been playing? Definitely. Um, as you say, like 14 unbeaten is an incredible run. The confident is, confidence is growing from one win or draw to the next one. You, you, you generally get the habit from not losing. And this is where we are, are at now. And this is great to see the lads, they're full with confidence. And I think we don't have to hide now because we, we showed some good performances or we, we got the result back. So I'm very happy right now with everybody. That's good to hear. Everyone's happy when you're happy, yes. Um, Jack, obviously, with the stuff that you do with not just being a, a Fulham fan, but ranks as well, uh, Town will be on, on your radar just because of, of how well we're doing in the, in the Championship. From the outside looking in, what's your opinion of, of Huddersfield being this season? I've been really impressed. I mean, just across the course of, you know, obviously it's, the it, manager has been in a while now and it is something that it felt like it was a, a better game process. But I think what's impressed me most is the versatility. Obviously you get someone like Carlos Corbin who comes in off the back of that kind of Bielsa structure and you expect to see that intensity, that, you know, that belief, that drive in the middle. But his ability to, to react and, and to be able to, to shift this side around, to, to, to switch formations when things are, are a little bit different and, and to really kind of adapt his teams to who his opposition are, I've been hugely impressed with. I think this midfield has been incredibly impressive and I'm you know, not going to be the first or the last person to single out Lewis O'Brien as an absolute superstar. But I've just been impressed with you know, how that versatility has, has come across the course of the season, how that adaptation has happened. And, and like you say, you know, 14 games unbeaten is, is no mean feat at any level of football. 12 in the Championship is a really, really remarkable run. And 
there's a reason the town are in the playoff places, and it's because you've been incredibly good over the last three, four months, and you know, well deserved at this point. Yeah, Fulham have, have made a habit of, of, you know, frankly, brushing teams aside in the division or when they want to. But playing at a town team that, that are on this run, is there any trepidation at all from, from the Fulham side? Is there any concern over what might be coming to, to Craven Cottage on, on Saturday morning? Afternoon, yeah. early afternoon, sorry. Early afternoon. I think from, from, from where we're sitting and from, from discussing it with the rest of the Fulham you know, fans that I talk to, it's very much, this is a test. It's the first or the hardest test I think Fulham have had since pre-Christmas. You know, we're looking at these 2022 games, you look at that trip to Stoke, and you think that was, a, that was a tricky day at the office, especially after they scored up to 37 seconds or whatever it was. But, you know, ultimately we've looked at this and you picked out this town game and the kind of run of form that follows it. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, you have something similar in that these are the games that you really kind of test your metal. We had a little bit of a, cushy is the wrong word because it's not been cushy. No game in the championship is cushy. But if, if you look at what the run was from sort of January through to where we are now, it's been teams that Fulham would have been looking at and going, right, we should, we should win this game. Um, this, I think, is, is a real test of not only the fact that Fulham have won the last two without really getting out of second gear, I thought, in, in some ways, but also the fact that that press, that intensity is going to be a real tricky one for the basis for the midfield. And if they're not on point, it's going to be a, a really tricky day at the office. We're good at home, so there's that. Um, we've been really impressive at Craven Cottage this year. We've, I think, lost twice. One was a, a freak result to Reading where... They scored from two shots on target and we had about 57 shots. None, none would go in. You know you have those days, the obvious. And the other was a, a strange one with Sheffield United where Fulham just didn't turn up. But this is one of those games you look at it and you think, right, this is a, a real test. And it's a test of metal as well. You know, Fulham started to pull a little bit clear at the top of this table. Suddenly you go, right, here's a tricky fixture. Have you got the bottoms to go and deal with it at home? Um, you know, in, in a midday kickoff, in an early kickoff, in one that everyone's a bit like, oh, you know, you get a feeling about early kickoffs, don't you? That anything can happen in the early. Never back the early kickoff. Um, but yeah. but it does feel like a real test. And I, I think trepidation is probably the wrong word. It's ability to to feel that you can beat anyone with the squad that Fulham have at the moment, and with Mitrovic in the form that he's in, you're, you always feel like you're going to score. But I think there's definitely yeah. a sense of this is going to be a test. Yeah, have you hit an early kickoff? Don't you? That's the first thing that sprung to my mind when when Jack was talking about twelve thirties. Every time there's a 12.30 in the office, you're not happy about it. Yeah, 12.30, I never really liked it as a player because um, I'm I'm a kind of guy, I like my habits, I like my rhythm, I like my breakfast and then I like my lunch and then I know exactly, okay, one coffee, two coffees, we can go to the game day. And when it's early kickoff, that you in between, you need a very early breakfast or just a lunch or just a breakfast. So it was always like a, a big, big struggle. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, nothing, nothing to complain. It's a big game, obviously, biggest stage. is live on the t- TV, so everybody can can see such a such a such a nice game. You know, Fulham, obviously, um, like you 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 told us, Jack, you got an unbelievable squad there. You have, you have a good run. You have a lot of quality there. So um, probably you will be a little bit the favorite, definitely. But you should be as well the favorite as you spend a lot of money. I would say. <laughs> so if you're not the favorite, then you do something wrong down there. So yeah, it will be good to see because, like, um, it is a real test as well for both sides. Can can Fulham beat us? Can they break our lines? We are very compact, very, very, um, yeah, 
tricky with the formations and everything we can adapt. Um, uh, Carlos is doing an amazing job. So um, I'm looking really forward to see how good is Huddersfield Town, how good are the Terriers and how good is really Fulham. What, what can they do on this day? And um, yeah, as well, these little things, 12.30 kickoff, maybe some players don't like it so much. Then it's like, yeah, on the day, it will be, will be decided on the day who is in a better form, who is in a better mood. Uh, yeah, we will see. Obviously, we've you know we lost heavily to Fulham earlier this season at home, um, and they've their goal difference is, is ridiculous. They've, they've scored so many goals. Mitrovic is you know going to break the record for, for goals scored in a, a single championship season. How will the the players be looking forward to this? Will they be looking forward to it going to be able to prove themselves and perhaps uh, you know surprise a few people, or will there be some nerves involved as well? Definitely, you can surprise people. You can step up. You can show what, what you really can do, you know, against such a big team, obviously, away from home. Um, but it's not not easy, um, you know, it's not easy. We've played there as well in our promotion season, got two times absolutely battered, lost uh, like heavily. And I didn't even know what's going on because uh, we had no clue how we, we should deal with this situation, which is as well a learning curve. For, for our team in general, but for the team right now, huh, yeah, it's a great test. It's an it's a absolutely great test against the top of the table. You can show what you can do. Can we nick a point? Can we win it, you know? Yeah. Jack, is there a sense at Fulham where, because you're top of the tree, like you say, because you've been playing so well, a team's coming and, and you know, almost like, back when they were playing Fergie's Man United, wanting to prove a point, you know, raising themselves for the occasion, or is there a sense that one or two teams are turning up going, oh, Fulham's a bit of a free hit, we'll change a few, we'll let them do what they're going to do and we'll worry about the next game afterwards? I think a lot of teams turn up at Craven Cottage looking for a point. Um, and, you know, you go, right, we'll get out with a point, that's a great result. And, and to be fair, I think you do that, you know, we have this exactly, I'm not using this as a negative, because when Fulham... Um, when you it says when you go up to the Premier League and you suddenly you're gone from being top of the tree to bottom of the tree, you have to readapt your expectations, especially when you travel away to the teams at the top of the table. So that's not a dig. It just is one of those things that you go where you go, okay, let's tuck in, let's two banks of four, five and a four even, um, and, and just see if they can break us down. And you know, ultimately this season Fulham have been able to. We've you know we found those breakthroughs time and time again. You know, the likes of Harry Wilson, Nico Williams has come in now as well to to provide that depth and. I think what we're seeing is is this side and, you know, the teams that have really caused Fulham problems at home and the teams that have come and really had to go, you know, and, and I do think that that's an interesting, you know, dichotomy and that do you try and tuck in and hold for the point or do you go at Fulham and potentially leave the gaps? And the, the answer, as usual with life, is probably somewhere in the middle. Um, it, you know, you have to have the, the boldness to be able to to cause problems and, and get people thinking about going backwards and, and trying to stop the fullback overloads because they are coming. Um, but if you if you tuck in too deeply and you do kind of you know, let Fulham come at you, we will find a way through because, you know, the passing range of this midfield of John Seri, of Tom Kenny, of Fabio Carvalho, who's been an absolute revelation across the course of this season, just will find gaps. that They find, you know, spaces where they don't appear to be any. Um, and I do think that's going to be an interesting one. But, yeah, I don't think it's teams raise their game as such. You know, 
there's a difference between you know Man United, as you say, Fergie Man United, and Fulham who have bounced up and down from this division, you know, the last couple of years, and no one's looking at us going, this team are invincible. Um, but I do think there's that sense that teams to often come and and try and sit in for the point. So be really intrigued. I have I have no doubt that I don't think Huddersfield are going to do that. I think you'll come and and, and give us a game. Um, and I think that it'll probably be for the best for one, the neutral, and two, for everybody's chances of, of actually watching a good spectacle. Carvalho is a, a player that you, you touched on and wanted to ask you more about because, as you say, he has been a revelation this season. There's been, you know, interesting if we're, we're to believe reports from from your know, big Premier League sides. Oh, I mean, um, it was agreed, I tell you. <laughs> it was agreed on that final day. It fell through at the end of it, but that's what happened. It, was, it did feel like that was going to happen to Liverpool at the time. Um, but where is he? Is he come from? Is it? Is it been? Is it taken Fulham fans by surprise, or has it been somebody that's been on the the radar of your first team for a number of years? Um, he was. We, we often have a singular gem coming through the academy. You know, Ryan Sessegnon came through, and he was touted as the you know the player coming through the academy. Um, and Fabio was really the next one that, that, that came through. And we saw at the end of last season, he got a couple of minutes in the in the Premier League towards the end. He, he scored against Southampton in the Premier League. Um, so I know he was on the fringes. Um, I think what maybe took some people by surprise was the fact that Marco Silva came in and said, right, I'm willing to build my team around an 18-year-old. I mean, I'm willing to build the team around a player that is this good in the pocket that I'm going to play a 4-2-3-1 and have a 10 in order to accommodate him. I'm going to shift Captain Tom Kelly back into a deeper role in order to accommodate Fabio Carvalho. I think that's maybe what took people by surprise. Um, but his intricate footwork, his ability to body swerve, his change of direction is remarkable. And in a way that you know, I love Ryan Sessegnon, I absolutely think he's a wonderful board. And what he did in the championship that year for Fulham was nothing short of spectacular. Um, but Ryan was one of those players who tended to arrive at the right time and we wouldn't be able to pick him up because he ghosted into the box. Fabio does it all himself. He'll pick the ball up on the halfway line, shimmy through three players and score. Um, he, he does feel like that kind of talent and for a small lad you know at 18 years old who's very slender he's not afraid to chuck himself about either he, he has that kind of tenacity and that intensity to his game and I think that's what makes him an incredibly special talent Yeah we, we saw that for ourselves when he, he played at the Jodhpur Stadium earlier this season Hef, Fulham have got a, a couple of really bright attacking players not just Carvalho but Mitrovic as well as a centre back what would be your plan to, to face them, knowing you, would it slightly cheeky early smash into the back of Mitrovic might have been the way Heffel had dealt with it? Let him know you're there? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> some niggas on the start to try to go into their head that they know they don't have an easy time now here at the John Smith or at the game in general because they just want to play nice football. They want to score goals. I think Mitrovic, when you're in his ear, he can be very emotional as well. So you could look at this aspect of the football game. But apart from this, you can't um, just defend him one we want these kind of players. You need it as a unit. There are always two free players. The whole team has to defend together. Then you can take them out of the game. And as long as you can defend them well and they don't score and they don't have good actions. Maybe they get frustrated, these kind of players. They get them frustrated because like normally everything should go their way. And if it's not going their way, they're little like little children, for example. And then they like say like, oh, okay, let's do it. So we have to work 
to this to this situation that they lose the joy yeah. if this makes sense for you but this is obviously very hard because they are outstanding players outstanding players but this is the only possibility to work together as a team to really defend on them hard fair but that they have zero joy in the game and then um, i think is a big possibility that they will will lose the fun of the game yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Jack, one thing that's actually stood out for, for Mitrovic, I know Hess touched on his temperament a little bit there. He, he seems to have matured slightly this season. That, one of the reasons why his consistency in front of goal has, has been as good as it has, because he's, you know, as long as something disastrous doesn't happen, he will set a new record for the amount of goals spent, you know, scored in a, a single championship campaign. Yeah, I think so. It, it does feel like that. And look, it, it's been something that's been kind of, I think, tapering as we've gone along. Obviously, when he came into English football and we saw those first couple of games in Newcastle and did feel like a hothead. Uh, we haven't seen huge amounts of that at Fulham. Uh, he's never been sent off. He's, he's, you know, picks up a card occasionally, but often for remonstrating as opposed to anything else. Um, what he still does have is that, like, little cheeky element of, if you give it to me, I will give it back. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks, fans at home giving it to him large when he went down with, a, with an injury and him celebrating in front of them. He is cut very similar at Millwall. Um, you know, he, he's not afraid to, to let you know that he feels like he's the man. And, and I think, you know, Michael said it there that, you know, if you can get him and, and stop the joy out of that, stop the kind of enjoyment of, I mean, he loves a battle, Mitrovic, right? Like, that's part of it. He does like the physical battle. He likes that contest. If you restrain him and, you know, the arms start to go up and all of these things, but there is the element if you risk poking the bear too much and he gets too emotional, he will just like, I remember there was a game against Swansea a couple of years ago where the ball got taken off him for a penalty. He was having a stroke, he was having a tantrum. Anyway, he scored in the 93rd minute and the emotion, you know, the tears are rolling down. It's the, that celebration. So you don't risk kind of winding up the big bear as well. And, and you never want a big angry Mitrovic running around in you know, any situation. Are there any, we, we've touched on a few of the, the Fulham lads that are obviously, you know, been your headline players this season, but for town, is there anyone that, that particularly sticks out as, as somebody who could be a, a potential thorn in your side? I mean, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go down the, the standard paths here. And I mean, I've been as impressed by, by Silver Thomas as anyone else, right? It's <laughs> been a remarkable campaign and, and his story as well, right? The, the jump up and the ability to jump up that quickly and to cause the problems he's caused. Um, I've been remarkable, frankly. Um, I've got to say, though, I have been impressed with Danny Ward. Um, someone that I remember scoring for Cardiff against us years ago um, and thinking, oh, there's a, you know, a player that, that's popped off the bench and scored a goal and been frustrated and all the above. Um, but it's a very selfish role in some ways that he runs. I know he got the hat trick a couple of weeks back, but it, it tends to be that kind of off the shoulder, opening up the spaces, making sure that there's space for, for kind of limited midfield to reward into. I've been really impressed with one, his work rate, and two, the way that he kind of runs this side and, and runs the channels and, and all of those bits that open it up for everyone else. So um, he's one that I, I've been really, you know, impressed across the course of, well, the last month or so and, and seeing what he's been bringing to the table. It's been you know, a bit of an eye-opener because I kind of had him down as a player who was a bit of a kind of super sub someone who could come on and, and, and finish a game, who could poach. Um, but it, I've been really, really impressed. It's like watching a young Andy Johnson 
um, in, in full flight in some ways. Um, so, yeah, no, Danny Ward for me, just someone that's a little bit under the radar, perhaps, um, does all the kind of selfless work, does all the off the ball stuff so well. And uh, someone that's become like a key element to the squad, I think, for, for you guys without necessarily picking up all of the headlines. Yeah, of course. I, I'm really glad that you picked up on Ward because he's, he's someone that, you know, town fans have, have really grown to appreciate this season and we've always known how how good he is and, and the points you make are, are, are spot on because it is selfless a lot of the time, the work he puts in. He, he you know, he runs his socks off every game, but he's, he's getting his rewards this year and, you know, his fitness has been a massive part of that and, you know, we couldn't be happier for him because he's, he's getting the rewards he, he deserves up top there for, for town. Um, just before we, we wrap it up, I'm going to ask you both how you, you think the game is going to go and maybe for a bit of a, a prediction. Michael, if we, we start with you, what's your prediction for, for this weekend? I think it will be very, very tight, to be honest. And um, uh, 1-0 for Huddersfield Town on a counter-attack or set piece. This is where, where I see us nicking the game like a dirty game where you then just enjoy the journey home on the coach. You, you go there, Craven Cottage, you fight there, you give you everything and 1-0, go home, fantastic feeling. This is my expectation. Oh, a clean sheet at Craven Cottage would be an absolute dream come true. Oh, Jack, how, from a Fulham perspective, how do, you, how do you see the game going? I think we had two opposition clean sheets all season, so um, I'm <laughs> very, very impressed. Um, no, look, it's going to be a storm by the looks of it on, on Saturday. Um, the weather looks absolutely dreadful. It's going to be battering it down on the banks of the Thames. Um, I don't think it's going to be a particularly pleasant encounter. I'm going to go through on Fulham, but that sounds, I think it's going to be tighter than that scoreline suggests. I reckon that third is on the break at 2-1 when you're pushing for an equaliser late on. Um, I don't think that second goal is coming to a sort of the 81st minute. I think it's going to be really, really tight, really grim, but I'm going to go with Fulham having the danger on the break off the bench. Um, so I'm going to go through one. I preferred Hef's version of events, I'm not going to lie, Jack. Please do. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, thank you very that much. That's very for, reasonable. <laughs> I, am, I am slightly biased with a giant terrier behind me, but, but that's a, a conversation for another day. Um, thank you both for your, your time this afternoon. Um, hopefully it's a, a great game um, on Saturday. And, and thanks as ever to, to Sportsbroker for, for sponsoring the show. Jack, if, if people want to see more of you, obviously they can, they can go on to Ranks FC and, and follow you, lads chatting about football across the continent yeah absolutely love it ranks fc podcast um on youtube or or on your spotify or itunes or whatever uh we'd love to have you on board perfect and and hef we've got a a five pound ticket off the next wednesday against cardiff at home as well so we want to see john smith as full as possible don't we as many terriers as possible so bring everybody bring everybody that's how we're going to end the show thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon